Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to Rule the Roost, an extra slice. I'm your host, <laughs> Joe Brand, and uh, joining me today in the studio is, uh, I need to think, it's David Mitchell, um, Sebastian Stafford-Bloor, and who else, I don't know, Raj, who can, who's, who's a brown person we can just say that you are for these kind of extra slice type shows, who gets wheeled out? So is David Mitchell for the posh bloke. There's that, there's that Sri Lankan guy that nobody can get enough of these days who I don't find very funny, um, who, who seems to be on every show going. Okay, you, well, you can be him then. So there we go. Although I've got no no link to Sri Lanka whatsoever. No. It's all the same though, isn't it? No, oh Christ. <laughs> this is, uh, uh, why have we started the pause on this, uh, on this note? Um, anyhow... So, yeah, we just thought we'd record a little kind of post-match shit-shooting, and here we are. So, Manchester United won, Tottenham Hotspur nil, an own goal by Kyle Walker, which probably a bit harsh to call it an own goal, but technically it was an own goal. Um, what are your initial thoughts, Raj? I mean, are you, are you, do you think we can be pissed off with that result, or it, 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 can we take heart from it? No, it's, it was fine, to be honest. It was par for the course. We were, what, one loose pass away from, from ending the game level. Um, there wasn't much between the sides whatsoever. Um, it was just that, that one mistake that they did capitalise on, which, had it been the other way around, I would have backed us to do fairly similar in that sort of situation if if, if they had slipped up in a, in a similar sort of manner. We did have chances. Romero did have a good game, um, so we did have chances to equalise as well, but... It was by no means a, a disappointment or anything to to feel downhearted about because we we are an incomplete side playing very early on into the season. We had that the thing that I most took out of it was the fact that the the way we've handled preseason doesn't seem to have had too big of a knock on effect. They didn't appear to be too tired. They didn't appear to have too much about them. The fact that they've only played friendlies a few days ago seemed to actually give them a little extra bit of sharpness in the first 20 minutes that Manchester United didn't really have. So it sort of balanced itself out the way they, they handled the pre-season. So the one thing that I, I may change about the way in which I thought about how we handled it was perhaps playing friendly so close wasn't as disastrous as it did seem when we were you know marooned in Munich overnight. But it was, it was by no means a, a bad performance. I don't think anyone coming out of that game with with, you know, bad things to say has, has really watched it or taken from it what, what they should have done and you, there's no individual players you can pick out who, who had a necessarily bad game oh, Bentaleb I was going to say maybe Bentaleb perhaps 
it wasn't his best, but I, I, it wasn't a disastrous performance. It was just one mistake that, that sort of compounded his thing. But you've, you've kind of got to bear in mind that the boy's 20 years old and he's, he's you know, this is one of his first seasons in the squad. So it's it's not really too surprising. Um, and then, you know, we brought on younger players and we brought on new players who all did well. Toby Alderweireld towards the end of the game showed why, you know, we, we spent so much money on him and we, we tried so hard to get him in with that run down the right, which was beautiful. Um, and and Deli Ali didn't look out of place at all when he came on. So there's there's lots of positives. There's more positives than negatives. I think, as I say, there's only one negative to take out of it. So I was I was reasonably pleased. There's there's no reason to, to panic. Um, go, going back to the Bentaleb um, point, there was a it was it was a very good point you made while we were discussing the match during the match, Seb. In that people have this habit of wanting to crucify players you know it, 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 there's a big difference between kind of acknowledging when a player's made a mistake and you know being a bit pissed off about that you want your team to win and you get pissed off when a, a professional makes a mistake that's that's par for the course people pay their money blah 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 whatever but it, it's the measured reaction to that isn't it because if you do take a look at twitter at the moment it's already Bentaleb's overrated oh we put too much on his shoulders oh you know he doesn't give a shit it's this it's that um, I mean, like I was saying to you two as well, the NBC commentators actually seem to think that it was reported that he was complaining of a niggle at half time or something as well, um, which is worth noting. But uh, I mean, is this something can can you see us looking forward to for the whole season, mate? Like this, this kind of Bentaleb's good. No, he's not. Yes, he is. No, he's not. I think it's um, I think it's a symptom of something else, mate. Actually, I think it's just. The nature of ours and many other fan bases is every every game. I mean, you see it actually in the press that every game now has like a five things we learned feature that comes straight off it, and it's you know about five or six different um, newspapers or, or websites, and that's just that's part of that. It's a we need a big opinion. We need to we need to find something out about this player in this game, and it's week to week we seem to be kind of having these incredibly binary, um, yeah, incredibly binary opinions about our players. Uh, and Bentaleb just fell victim to that today. It's just it's one of those things that happens. He makes mistakes and he's got to be allowed to because I said it's. I, I know it's, it sounds um, like a excuse mongering, but that's kind of how players get battered by making mistakes. It's how they, you know, how they develop sort of situational intelligence. Um, and I suppose you know, regards to whether he's injured or not, I just think look, the, the the guy's shown enough already in a Tottenham shirt to have proven that he's worth persevering with. Um, and he's a very good young player, and you know, a mistake in, a, in the first game of the season doesn't really change that. I mean, um, what what did you guys make of the the game overall? Because it, it it seemed up until the goal. I mean, United had this very kind of high aggressive press on, and they were kind of closing us down a lot in our own half. But it it just looked like they were kind of a bit headless chicken at the start. It looked like we looked very calm. We looked very assured. Yeah. We were passing it around nicely. There's that lovely little passage of play which resulted in Ericsson just sort of narrowly missing. But we just seemed so controlled and we it looked like we had everything going our way. But as soon as we conceded, it, it just seemed as though everything went to shit. Straight, well, not to shit, that's, that's OTT. But <laughs> it just in, in the respect that we, did, we, we seemed to lose kind of... Any any sense of what we were in the opening stages? It wasn't like okay, well, 
instead of just being like very pragmatic about it and like you know that's annoying but let's just keep doing what we were doing and we'll probably end up scoring it just seemed as though we we suddenly got a bit flustered and that pressing that united were putting on us in the early stages actually really started to affect the players um mm. i mean is this again a symptom of having perhaps a younger more inexperienced team I think it's a symptom of Manchester United have had much more change over the summer than we have. Um, they've also got the pressure on them as the as the bigger team at home who've got an expectation to start the season well because it is Van Gaal's second season and they're expected to be much more settled than they were last year because it wasn't, even though they're finishing the top four, it wasn't a vintage Manchester United year. They're expecting a title challenge. They're expecting a good year in the, the Champions League this time around and because we are a little more settled than they are in, in what we're doing and the squad we have, it, um, it showed in the first 20 minutes. The, the goal obviously settled them right down because then they were happy. They had what they needed and they were confident from then on that all they had to do was build on that. It was, we almost did the hardest part for them. Had that goal not happened and had the game carried on in a similar sort of ebb and flow manner, then it probably would have come down to a late goal who would have taken a chance later on mm. because Manchester United only had one other on target chance on goal other than um other than that, that own goal. And it was it, as I say it was it was really even. We we both teams had their spells where they were very good. Manchester United tended to bully midfield a bit better than we did, purely because I think the the point with Bentaleb as well, other than the fact that it's his age and, and people do like to draw conclusions as quickly as possible because they need to get their their content and their match reports out as quickly as possible these days, is it was a completely new central midfield partnership that they had there. Dyer and, and Bentaleb have been chopped and changed all across uh, pre-season and it was, it was clear that somebody was going to start there with Dyer because that appeared to be what we were going for in the meantime while we do look for another defensive midfielder if that's who's on the shopping list um, it, it was it was a symptom of them not knowing each other's games properly perhaps we we may have gone for, for Mason rather than Bentley but as you say the, the NBC commentator said that he may have had a, had a bit of a knock so there was no real concern <laughs> I, I thought Mason I was great when he came on by the way yeah. he was fantastic yeah it was because he's really just come positive. back from injury he looked, I, I, mean, I know he hasn't yeah, that, that's the word, isn't it? Because he, he was, um, he, when he came when he came on, I think we all thought, you know, that, that would give us an extra body going forward because Mason does try and break into the box and break beyond his kind of midfield area a little bit more. But his passing was very good. He looked very, very sharp. It's nice. All of the substitutions, actually, thinking about it, were well chosen and yeah. well yeah. had their desired effect. And that was one of the things earlier last season that we had as a negative about Pochettino, perhaps his game management and his ability to change a game from what he had on the bench. And our, our bench is, you know, it's not it's not the world's best by any means, but he used it to its best effect. And he swapped players around positions and he got them to do what he needed them to do from the bench and, and from what he already had selected. So in terms of preparation and, and a game plan, it, it worked ideally. It was, as, a, as we keep saying, there was only one mistake that ruined it. And I know it's a very Tottenham thing to, to be your own worst enemy, but I don't think it's uh, as, you know, pandemic as it has been in previous seasons that it's always Tottenham who do it to themselves. I think it was just a, a one-off, hopefully, for, for something that's I, I, earlier on in yeah, the season. I thought Lamella carried himself very well when he came on. He looked very assured. He looked, I don't know, he looked... He looked like a player that had, uh, I don't know, I, I hate. I know we hate this whole body language stuff when it goes the other way, 
But yeah. he, he just, I don't know, he looked like a player that had maybe kind of started looked, to, to he, believe he, in himself a bit. He looked and, like he had a little bit of a chip in it on his shoulder from being left on the bench as well. And yeah. I think I would if, 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 I, if I'd been selected behind Moussa Dembele. And he role, was, he was, but he was positive, and he had a, he, yeah. he, he, he really kind of made things happen in a way that a, another player that I, I, I don't want to criticise, but I think had a pretty quiet game was Christian Eriksen. But it's, it's probably quite harsh to single him out. Um, I don't think, I think he we supported were... that well, really. I yeah. yeah, I mean, he, he, he didn't. I mean, he didn't do anything wrong. I mean, he just. Um, I just thought we looked hopelessly light up front, and 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 what's that? That's annoying because that's everything we said in last week's pod in that we just don't have enough in that area, or at least we don't have uh, an option to change to something in that area. We, you know, we, if we're going to be restrictive and you know try and work our way into a game, if we then go a goal down, we can't continue to play like that. And I think and an awful lot of the match wasn't played in that area either. No. A lot of it was played on the flanks. Yeah. Um, the only real chances that came through the middle were the, the chances where Kane and Eriksen had the chance to link. But Manchester United defensively across the board were... That was their strongest part of their, their side. They've obviously worked on that the most in, in pre-season because across both fullbacks attacked very well and and both of our fullbacks came in for a little bit of flat walk because of the goal. Davies because he's not Roberto Carlos. And they were pinned back by how well yeah. Manchester United's defensive unit were working. And not only that, their wingers may have tucked in at times, but because they had overlapping uh, players coming, there's, there's no chance for them to go forward with reckless abandon because that would have left Manchester United with far too much room and I'd I much prefer my fullbacks to err on the side of caution rather than to just as I say flounce forward at every will and opportunity because it it'll come back and bite you in the ass if you if you do it that way around and it would have you know that would have been a different stick to beat them with had they had they gone the opposite way they, they probably should be a bit more balanced where they do express themselves a little bit more but it's it's the first game in the season on paper you've got Ben Davies against Juan Mata and Damian, and which would you rather him yeah. up the other end of the field or or defending? So there's you know there's there's little balances like that we've got to to work on. But Chris Smalling, I thought was, was fantastic. Yeah, good guy. I mean, I mean Daily Blind looks like he's about to make some sort of heartbreak acoustic record with that haircut. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But but Chris Smalling next to him was one of the best I've ever seen him. Is it's not the fact that he's he was just making tackles. It was the fact that he was getting to the ball yeah. before he used it. He was always that player who would who would make a rash challenge because he hadn't read the game. Yeah. And his reading of the game seems to have improved an awful lot because he was he was not just winning the ball, he was getting to it before or, you know, intercepting it in time where he, he wouldn't have been there previously. Although, I, think that's, although, I mean, the times when we really did test United, I still f- thought they looked... A little all over the shop defensively. That last kind of five ten minutes, which is something actually is probably worth noting as well. It's good to see again, despite everyone worrying about pre-season, that we did end the game looking we look the, fitter. The fitter. Yeah, we looked fitter. Yeah, and we looked stronger um, and more confident again. And it, it seemed that you know the little. Uh, I think it's. Um, I can't remember what his uh, handle is, but there's this Southampton fan. Who I follow, who's actually he's he's a he's a hashtag good lad, decent bloke, um, and he was just like just just wait, Pochettino's going to pull the trigger any minute, and lo and behold, kind of last. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. 
PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Seven, eight minutes. That's when we really just kind of amped it up. And it's, it's, it was, it's textbook, isn't it? And it's good to see that we still had that capacity there. And we really did worry them. But I thought that they, uh, I agree, Smalling had a, a fantastic game. Um, and he did seem to deal with everything that kind of went his way pretty well. But at the same time, as a, as a whole unit, they still, I don't know, they, I st- they're going to struggle, I think, when they come up against your kind of Agueros and... Oh, you, I mean, I, I think that... Um, Anyone struggles against Guerrero, I know, I get that. But yeah, well, I, mean, I, I don't think that, um, I mean, even even at the level below that, because I don't think that um, that unit, I mean, Chris Morning may have played very well as an individual, but as a, as a, as a four or a five, including the goalkeeper, they were entirely unconvincing. Um, you know, I mean, I know the commentators sort of praised Sergio Romero at the end for sort of tapping tapping a few shots around his post, but it really, really wasn't good goalkeeping that at all. It was just camera saving. Um, flappy hands, isn't he, Romero? He doesn't really know what's going. Yeah. He should. He, he should have done better for Germany's goal in the World Cup final for me. But you know. he should. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, the game was almost backwards, though. If you think about other Tottenham Man United games, we're usually the ones that nick a dodgy goal, yeah. and then they pin us back and end the game stronger. They probably would have scored and equalised had they, you know, back in the classics of Sir Alex Ferguson days. But it was a, a bit backwards in that the the way the game was played used to be the other way around, but. I don't think there's anything for us to be too too disheartened about. Going forwards, I think it gives us a better impression of, of how the, the side will shape up. I, I, I hope, although he wasn't terrible, I hope that Eric Dyer in, in central midfield oh, is only a stopgap. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, He's doing a job for now until we hopefully can bring in somebody else to, to do that job more permanently and do it better. Because... Bentaleb might not be fully fit. Mason's definitely not fully fit. He's only just come back. Deli Ali's getting slowly introduced because he's younger. We do have other options to play there other than Eric Dyer. If that's the grand plan for the for the season, I'm 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 not sure I'm entirely taken by it. But um, you know, you know, one one thing I noticed in that, and, and this might have just been a product of our approach, but when we did get the ball across the halfway line, um. More often than not, we didn't. It would get to an Ericsson, get to a Kane, or get to a Chadley, and there was very little beyond them. I mean, in terms of actual creative, creating creative passing options, and whether that's because we didn't have a Rose or a Walker going, well, we didn't have a Rose at all. But Carl Walker wasn't as aggressive as he can be, and obviously Ben Davis is a slightly more conservative fullback. It was as if we were playing all our football in front of United's back four, mm. um, and there's no real penetration, and we didn't really. You know, we didn't complete that many passes, you know, into the deep channel on either side or actually into the box itself. And and I don't know, I just I I, I feel we need a little bit of um a little bit of pace. Not necessarily well, just, in one any one position, but someone that's gonna challenge that that sort of 
back shoulder a little bit more would be really it, helpful. It, it would be nice sometimes to see, and I, I, I do like Chadley. I've got a lot of time for him. I think he's a very decent player. But I do think sometimes when, like you're saying, when we get the ball into those positions, it would be nice to have him acting as that kind of thrust. So if he's like yeah. making that run in, and I think that's something that he he. Because he, he, he's he a good does. Yeah. He's pretty quick. I mean, he, he he's capable of doing that. But he just doesn't seem, for some reason, he doesn't seem to have that directness whereby when he sees us progressing up the pitch that way, and as you say, you've got kind of Ericsson and Kane playing in front of the defence, that's when you want someone like Chadley to just make that run and start drawing the defence towards them. And it will allow either, you know, an option for them to pass to, or it will then allow Kane or Ericsson to go through centrally but and that's kind of what I was saying to you guys as well why if we if he were available having someone like Townsend not not to start week in and week out but I I just like having Townsend as that option there on that kind of 75 70 minute kind of mark when United looked like they were getting a bit comfortable and, and he looked like they were just drive yeah, yeah he just you know he he is it's, it's a bit of a you know a blunt instrument in a way but it just it it gets defenders' backs up a bit. And it would have been nice to see someone test someone like Damian or something like that because he didn't... Although, yeah, he's taken a lot of plaudits and rightly so. He looked absolutely fucking brilliant coming forwards. He wasn't ever really tested defensively today. Um, I don't think Shaw was either, to be honest. So it's... That's that's the Shaw thing I was really disappointed with because I um, I know I, I say quite a lot of negative things about Dembele, but I... I must have counted maybe three or four forward passes he made today. I Every just don't want him the in the team, man. I wish we'd no, sell I mean, him. No, do I. I. I think he's a really good technical footballer, but he, he has no use. Uh, I mean, he just doesn't... We were playing two two players at times on the wing who aren't wingers. Yeah. So that was that was an effect to that. I mean, people have this strange panda for playing Christian Eriksen on the wing because they think it's his best position and that's where he's, he he gets room because... It's definitely not his best you know, position. The, but he, he, his... Demonstrably, his best football comes yeah. when he's behind a striker, yeah. and him and Harry Kane are smart enough footballers to swap positions and bounce off one another. The, the, our best chance in the game was a clear, you know, showing of that. He mm-hmm. abandoned his left hand side, came inside, and we almost had a chance to score. And maybe he should, you know, he should have done better, but perhaps that's one he puts in in a few weeks' time. So, oh, what a goal! No, I, I don't know. I mean, that was a difficult chance. That what a goal that would have been. It was, but you know, perhaps his touch isn't as good as it was. Yeah, because yeah, that is that's sort of the the Ericsson type of chance where he, he his touch in that sort of position. If there's anybody in the side you want he's, with a little tap over the keeper, he's probably the one you pick. He, he's certainly got that in his locker. That that finish, yeah. But you know we we've got little things like that to sort out because they're, they're the two positions we've identified are the ones we've consistently identified across the entire season. We need somebody to to help in midfield, and we need somebody who can play on a flank as well as doubling up on the uh, up front if needs be, and mm. that will remove the need to play Dembele there, and we'll be able to to have Ericsson and and Lamella in time on the wing because I think Lamella is is somebody who should be starting. Maybe Dembele was there as a well, as a defensive block yeah. who could have dropped back and helped because we were just giving Manchester United a bit more respect than perhaps they needed. Because when they started the game with Schneiderlin and Carrick, they they're two very similar sort of footballers. And had we maybe gambled a little bit more and given ourselves a little bit more pace, that would have worried them more than it did. But it's the first day of the season; you can't, you know, be getting your balls out straight away because. If it backfires, then you look silly. Well, also, Lamella, um, 
Lamella's had a really short pre-season. I mean, he, he came back, I think, either two or three weeks after everybody else. Came back at the same time as as Kane. Um, so he hasn't really, I don't think, had enough games to start. So maybe that was part of it. I'm not sure. Um, um, and t- Townsend's in the witness protection program, seemingly. Uh, so. He's he's. I mean, I'm talking about him. He's he, you know he's obviously not a part of our plans. He's obviously not a no. part of the team. So the you know. the point you made about him though was was spot on. If if we need a player to come on at 70, 80 minutes and stretch the game, himself really and Lennon is. are the best possible options. But neither of those two appear to be happy fulfilling that role. No. They both want to go and start somewhere. And if that is the case, then you have to sell them. And yeah. it's kind of fair enough because, you know, someone like Townsend could turn out for Sunderland, for example, week in, week out. We could yeah. turn out for Sunderland. Huh? Said we could turn off. (laughs) Townsend's got to think about Euro 2016 as well because he's in with a shout of going. And if he doesn't play this season, he's not going to. And that's you couldn't ask a player to to, to just sit on the bench for the sake of it when he's got an an international tournament on his horizon. Um, So, yeah, it's a shame, but seems like one of those necessary things. Um, just a quick shout out as well to Ashley Young, who still seems to be an absolute toss. Christ, what a cheat! Uh, he's a little prick. Oh, he just, really uh, is. If I was if I was Premier League referee, is, I, I, even if an opponent punched Ashley Young square in the face, I still book him for diving because he's done it so many times. He doesn't deserve to ever win another free kick ever again. He does that little thing with his legs, and, he, and it just—I don't know. It, 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 I, I'm sick of it. None of us seems to do anything about him either. It's not even that, because I think, like, for example, I think Ian Robin is one of those players that gets kind of tainted kind of unfairly with the diving brush. And he, you know, he's made that whole argument before about when he could have gone down in a World Cup final but didn't, and it was a foul. Mm. And, you know, I get that whole argument. But at the same time, I just think Robin is someone that it's very easy to say he dives because he does it a bit. But Ashley Young is relentless he's a habitual cheat like, relentless and he's, he's not even smart about it he doesn't even kind of play for a foul um, he just out and out like you say just cheats and I don't know I can't bear him there's going to be a time at some point with Ashley Young where he, he comes up against the wrong opponent and he does something like that and then someone goes through the back of him and breaks one of his legs and that's, <laughs> that's the risk but I mean the thing is, is you never want to see a player hurt but there's something righteous about that because he's done this so all the way through his career. Uh, Where's Charlie Adam when you need him? Yeah. <laughs> um, maybe we should sign him just for that. Just for that. Player that gets by United. God. Yeah. Oh dear, oh dear. <laughs> right, lads, any final any final thoughts on the game? Who was our best player, do you think, today? Carl Walker. Yeah. Yeah, Carl Walker or um, I thought Vertonghen had a good game. Um Apart from that one scythe he had in the first half, where it was completely unnecessary. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, he's, I, I love, I like that side to his game over Tongan. He's a bit, he's a bit leery, isn't he? He's got know? a nasty streak. I, yeah. I, you know, you, you know, what's a good way to, to end this is just to say, if anyone's particularly negative about today, compare our performance with what we did at West Ham last year. I know we won that game, but we were pretty dreadful for most of it. Today, we, you know, against a much better team, we had much more control. We played better football. It's obviously there was far more kind of tactical co- cohesion to everything we did. That's a really good point to make. Yeah, we've, we've, we've started on a much stronger. Yeah, we looked than we did so last much season. better than we did twelve months ago. If Mark Noble wasn't a Poundland footballer, we would have <laughs> lost that last game. <laughs> well, exactly. I, I just think that. I mean, that's, that's what we want. We know. We know about the stadium. We know about the restrictions. So just compare it on a kind of 
more subtle basis. We're we're miles ahead of where we used to be. I would also say on a far less salient note, but if you want to make another comparison, just look at their fucking summer spending in yeah, comparison we're, we're to quite, ours as well. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. You know, it's Pochettino did uh, make reference to on BT, which apparently their broadcasting is is fucking terrible because it's one of the first times I've ever seen one of their full broadcasts. This is this is my first season not working in football for like two, three years or not having a weekend job for a good five, six years. bit so weird, isn't it? I'm actually, yeah, it's really nice just spending a Saturday doing fuck all and not being sat in an office. But um, the what I can't remember what point I was going to make now. I was really happy. You were I, just no, celebrating Pochettino, your yeah, freedom. I don't, were you yeah, making yeah, point? I was celebrating <laughs> my freedom. But, um, Pochettino did make reference to the fact that we are trying to to bring in signings and things in the, in the last couple of weeks. And we have said that, you know, we've pointed out that Levy said that himself. So... I imagine there will be incomings. Um, we'll see how good they are. They'll, they'll definitely be outgoings because I'm not sure what the state of Adibayo to Aston Villa is anymore, but we are. Dead. We, we do look as if we're trying to get people out of the door as, as quickly as possible. Um, Soldado's apparently going back to La Liga, which, to be honest, is probably going to be a great move for him. Yeah. He'll probably be much more settled and much happier there. And he's likely to, to continue scoring goals in the manner he did when he was at Valencia. And... That, uh, fair play to him. Um, it just didn't work out as as it was intended. So there's several different factors for that, and you can't hold it against him. But this is probably something we'll we'll talk about in much much greater detail on the uh, the proper pod during the week. Yeah. Well, I hope you've enjoyed our reaction. Brought the roost an extra slice. Um, listen out. <laughs> We're not <laughs> calling it. It's so not sticking. <laughs> <laughs> it is. That's it, well. We will talk about grit. By the way, Seb, you have to prepare because I'm going to write a 10-question quiz. Yeah, mate, I've got it on, on, I've got it on Sky Class. I'm going to watch really, it. I will, ten, I will. You're going to have a 10-question quiz on Great British Break Off yeah, in the second half of the show next week. And if you get anything less than 80%, you're off the pod no, for a mate, week. I'll be, I'll, I'll be up to speed. I've you you get a one... Do you, do you agree, Jackie gets a one-week suspension every time he fails to get 80% <laughs> right? That could, that could be... I mean, I, I think the thing I was most disappointed about, uh, just to bring up the, the Lost Tapes episode, is that we actually lost out on a seven mooses rap battle that you had uh build yeah we that. did it though so unfortunately that's roger's fault it's been done the uh, agreement has been satisfied it's over did you win sir should have yeah yeah Seb, Seb killed him. I, I didn't understand yeah. how he, i mean some of the things he was he was bringing up about race were really oh, like off. really close to the bone um i wish we could have published that well there we go you uh you took that one on yourself, there, didn't you, Raj? And uh, saw to it that we. No, I won't. I'm not going to make jokes about about the lost tapes. I'm not allowed to. I think I'm over it now. It's happened. Yeah, it right. won't happen again. It's fair enough. I don't. I don't really. Know. These things happen. Yeah, we record. You over couldn't Skype. even turn up. You, you were too ill in bed. Oh, oh god. Oh, well, we'll talk about that on the proper pod. Let's kill this now. So listen to other episodes of the uh, the podcast uh, at rtrpod.com. Um, Follow us on Twitter at RTR underscore pod. Big shout out as well to at Yidnick, who has designed us, just completely overdone our artwork and everything. It looks very slick. It's very nice. Looks really good. Yeah, he's really, really, really really good bloke for doing that for us. So thanks very much. Normal shows back on Tuesday as per usual. Come on, you Spurs.
Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com.